Welcome to Propel, a podcast by Fellowship Pacific to propel you and your ministry forward in the mission God has for you. I'm your host, Jessica Powell, and in today's episode, you'll get to hear as Elizabeth Faulkner from our leadership development team talks with Wes Lindy from Southridge Fellowship. Wes is the pastor of Connection and Community at Southridge, and he talks with Elizabeth about what it looks like to be missionaries right here at home in the midst of COVID-19 and how we can reach people one life at a time. Let's listen in now to Elizabeth's conversation with Wes Lindy. I'm Elizabeth Faulkner from the leadership development team, and I'm here today with Wes Lindy from Southridge Fellowship. How are you doing, Wes? I'm doing well. Yeah, good. It's kind of fun for us to get to do this because uh, Wes and I worked together at Southridge for, I don't know, six or seven years or seemed like a long time. Yeah, or... Next door neighbors. Yes, we had offices beside each other. Uh, and yeah, we spent quite a bit of time in each other's offices, running ideas by each other, encouraging one another. I don't know, we got to see each other go through lots of transition in our positions and our ministry. And I know Wes, you have been a huge encouragement uh, to thank me you. and my leadership. So thank you for that. And I mean, we're friends, our families are friends, our kids are friends, we're in the same community group now. So we have lots of connections. So this is, this is going to be a fun, easy conversation, I think. So just to start off, can you tell us what's your what do you do at Southridge now? What's your position there? Uh, so right now I'm the pastor of Connection and Community. So anybody who is newer to the church and getting them uh, connected that way, um, getting them to the right spots in uh, the church, if they're interested in has, asking questions or taking some next steps in their walk with, with uh, Jesus, or even just discovering who Jesus is, I'm a lot of that. And uh, all the way through to the very kind of community life of the church. So uh, into our community groups are men's and women's and 55 plus and other things so that's all kind of my domain and and uh, i i've been i've been doing classes for membership classes we call partnership and uh, also um, baptism classes and that sort of thing too so it's kind of a bit of a mix of things but yeah so never a dull moment then <laughs> no. i've had i've worn a many hats here <laughs> Yes, you have. Yeah, I think, I mean, you've gone from being a youth pastor to now being the pastor of connection and community. So there's a lot of transitions in there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty awesome. And so we're here, end of April. We're, we've gone through, what, six, seven weeks of quarantine because of the COVID-19. How has this affected you, you and your family? Well, People that know me well know me. I'm an ex that I'm an extrovert. So that's <laughs> you definitely are like and being woo, huge, way up high on the extrovert. Yeah, um, and even just the the whole place of me being in a connections pastor and not having anybody to connect with. Yeah, that's actually that's interesting. Weird. Um, but uh, yeah, being an extrovert is is uh, is tough. But uh, it, especially the first little bit, I think a lot of it was like, okay, now what do I do? I'm not connecting people into the church that come through our doors. Yeah. Um, but uh, I've had, you know, I've had a lot of more time to slow down and to reflect and, and do some things that are fulfilling for me. I've been blogging more and doing mm -hmm. a music project on the side that, um, that uh, has been part of my kind of worship past has been able to be resurfaced, which is fun. Yeah. Um, and stuff that I couldn't do while I was finishing my master's at Axe um, over the, the past six years I guess it's been a year since I graduated so right but, uh, 
yeah, it's been good to have some time to reflect. It probably is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of forced, forced reflection. Yeah. yeah. And actually reading your, one of your blog posts is what kind of, what kind of inspired this conversation. So um, we'll be getting into that a little bit more all about being missionaries during uh, COVID. But before we dive uh, more into that, tell us about your church. What do you love about it? What makes it unique? What's its strengths? Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I love the mission of this church because it's love God, change the world one life at a time. And that, that whole one life at a time has really been something I've attached to in my ministry philosophy and how I conduct things and, and how I view people and how people are individuals and they matter. And each of them, each of them has a journey that we need to help with. Uh, so that's why I love, I love that, that at Southridge, um, every person has a story and every person matters. And so we just do things one life at a time. So each life comes through and we, and we help them in that way. And, you know, I'm, I'm biased. I also think that our community group leaders and our coaches are pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so being, uh, being the connection and community guy, I, I think that we've got a great group of leaders that are really killing it right now and doing a great job in the midst of a pandemic. Um, it's been really, really cool to see. Uh, we've got, you know, 30-ish uh, groups of either community groups or men's or women's or 55 plus or whatever that are, that are reaching out and caring for people. In, and so the church still lives on, which is, is pretty cool, even if we can't meet on Sundays. Pretty cool to see, to actually see that happening in real life. And I know you've been a big um, inspiration for that continuing to happen. So way to go with that. Um, so you ended up having to cancel a couple missions trips for your church, which I'm sure was distressing for some people and understandable as well. And I know there's churches all around our region who had to, to cancel things like that. Uh, how, how is, what has that been like? Uh, the transition, I mean, you were going to lead one, right? Yeah, uh, we, yeah. we were um, one week away from leading our spring break trip to Mexico. Um, and that, that was very sad, uh, especially for the teens that were wanting to go. They yeah. were very, very excited. And as we were getting closer, I remember the timeline was crazy because I think it was the morning of the Thursday. And I remember my wife, Christy, was saying, I'm not sure if you're going to go. And then that night was when we had to pull the plug. We were just like, people were saying, borders are closing and things are crazy. We're not going. Yeah. I, I don't think we're, we're going to go even if we're going to go. And things were like chaotic. So uh, I think it was March 12th and that was yeah. a crazy day. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah. it was nuts to see what was happening with borders and flights and all those things. And we had, we had to go through the States. So that there's two different countries we were going through to get to Mexico. Yeah. So there's lots of borders and things and to get through. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty sad. Yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty sad, right? There was a lot of, a lot of things canceled, a lot of people upset. Um, but I know in reading your blog, something that's kind of been on your mind is how do we be missionaries at home during COVID? So you mm -hmm. go from, you're going to go make a difference in Mexico, um, which is awesome. And now everybody's stuck at home and you you start thinking about what does this mean for me so how do you tell me about your thinking about that yeah i we didn't target necessarily the mexico trip no we like that was just like okay i guess we have to 
everything hit and he was just like whoa what was this but uh yeah but yeah i think that the the church what i've started to really see is that the church is really wherever people scatter to it's not yeah. brick, brick and mortar it's not um the sunday gathering and i think um realizing that we are like we're we're missionaries wherever we are wherever we go to and it's um a good start to kind of think about who we are and as christians and who we are in this world um when we take away our leisure and we take away our social engagements our sports our schedule our school um we realize maybe there's things that we have we've lacked giving time to mm. and uh like reaching our neighbor and yeah. uh sometimes we think we're doing lots but we really aren't doing a ton right. um, because it's whatever time we had and what we tried to squeeze in um, but, but I think that's given time for prayer and reflection for people to say, okay, well, how am I living my life as a, as a believer in Jesus? And, mm -hmm. um, I think it, encouraging people to be devoted to prayer because prayer, you don't need to physically distance to pray, um, for, right. you know, on your own, of course, but, but even, um, with people, you can still pray with people, um, but making the most of every, every opportunity, which is what Colossians 4 talks about. So, um, one of the things that like, I think we we can do more of is is to talk to our neighbors um, distantly. Um, mm. Of course, we can still go to the store for for neighbors if if they need a, something from the store, especially elderly people that maybe shouldn't be out as much as they are um, to pick up stuff for them. But one thing I've noticed is that uh, because the prime minister really is pushing this for everybody, it doesn't matter if you're a Christian or not. Yeah. Um, I go to people and say, "Do you need anything?" And they say, "Nope." everything's great my family's looking out for me you know like my yeah, interesting my 90 year old neighbor is like i've got lots of family they're all looking out for me i don't need any help from the church yeah so it, so i think it's really good to be thinking about that stuff and be available as much as possible but um what we are missionaries and that's never changed we are missionaries to canada and um, i think there's a this crisis is a common ground for us and a common experience that we can share with people and uh, mm. the hope of Christ in, into that because there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of uncertainty and, and people that are into um, all those, uh, like those things that are like, you know, fake news and, and right. yeah. things like that. And they yeah. just get so wound up. And <clears throat> especially if you don't know Jesus, you don't have hope. You don't have a hope beyond this world. And so I think offering that and being and sharing the hope of Jesus and sharing why fear isn't gonna dominate um, us as believers because we have a hope beyond this world yeah so how have you like how have you seen that working out personally like you live in a townhouse complex you've got neighbors all around you I mean I've known you a long time that's just part of your nature you're always looking to make friends and share Jesus with them it's just who you are so how how right now have you really seen do you have any stories of how God is working in that way or little things that have happened? Yeah. Um, I think that, that we, we always think that there has to be some crazy big thing that has to happen. Yeah. It's not true. Yeah. Oh, it's not perfect and, and brandable and useful yeah. and <laughs> tweetable or whatever. Like it's not totally. good enough, but, um, I started, what I started doing in my house is uh, just standing outside my garage and just working on things or cleaning you know, even fake cleaning my, my, my garage just to be outside and <laughs> nice. to be w watching people walk their dogs and stuff. And one of the yeah. ladies, um, 
she walks her dog every day. And so I know that she's walking right past my house to go yeah. walk the dog. And we've had some pretty meaningful conversations. Uh, you know, isn't this world crazy? And, and she's an elderly lady. She's alone. And uh, I was able to have some deep conversations with her um, that are, they weren't like onto the point where I'm going to lead her to Christ or anything. But definitely, yeah. I would have never had that if I didn't intentionally put myself outside. Um, in a way that I can be interrupted by neighbors. Um, yeah, I think to be to be willing to have a smaller long chat doesn't matter what it is is important. So yeah. taking that time to do that is 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 uh, something. I think I don't. I just think we miss opportunities we don't know we have. And I think ah. that's I think that's kind of like a like a, we go along our lives and we think oh man, there's, I just didn't get any opportunities today, but we never put ourselves in a place where we could have an opportunity. Right. Um, if we put ourselves in that place, we'll see more opportunities for sure. It's interesting. I really like what you said about how COVID has kind of provided this commonality because sometimes we think we don't have things in common with people, but right now everybody has this in common. Mm -hmm. And then you pair that with what you just said about intentionality. So being intentional about sharing Christ, whether that's being kind, you know, to your per person walking by with their dog and having a conversation, but those two things paired together really give us an opportunity. Um, yeah. And so I, that's cool. Um, I was just thinking about a conversation I had in Costco a couple of weeks ago and uh, the lady who was serving me and she was visibly terrified working at Costco. Yeah. I might, I might be terrified if I worked at Costco too. I know. Totally. Right. But I just, my heart just went out for her. And so you think about the kindness that every person shows in there. Um, you know, those little, those little things that we can do can make a real difference um, in terms of having that impact. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I was, I was at Home Depot and uh, I, I found myself just talking <laughs> I didn't realize what I was doing until eventually this lady just having this you know chat as we we're going through the Home Depot yeah. line. and I just think like they're low the people are lonely too right like that's a sure. big store and there yeah. wasn't a lot of customers I think I was one of like 10 or something the whole store yeah 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 it's interesting I know one thing that I'm dealing with right now is just that I'm dealing a lot with my own kind of fears and also loneliness from working at home and um, being with my teenagers all the time. And uh, so I've really been feeling that weight of kind of leadership of like, okay, I'm having trouble with this. And I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be helping others with this. I don't know. What are your fears right now? And how are you, how are you dealing with them? And how are you helping others deal with them? Maybe that's not a problem for you, but I imagine it's not just a problem for me. I think my, big, <laughs> yeah. my biggest fear is that this goes on too long. Right. <laughs> like yeah. I, I just and get what is too long, right? Done with this. Yeah. But, uh, I think Dr. Bonnie Henry is doing an excellent job of right. here, um, making sure that we're we're thinking safe and making sure we make a make go through this well. Um, but uh, I think the thing that I've, I, I, I tend to correct myself as I walk along my life. And, I, and if, as soon as I start to feel fear, I often think, well, how can I get through this? How can I help someone get through this? And I think that's mm -hmm. helped me 
um, to not internalize things too much and to and to sit in fear. I think uh, thinking of others is is something that gets me through it. And so um, helping them to know that they need they need to trust in Christ um, through this. And COVID can't change how much God loves us. Um, mm-hmm. God still loves us. We're we're not alone. God is with us um, and wants us to trust Him. And uh, mm-hmm. that's very very encouraging. Um, that no matter what we fear, we need to trust in the hope of the eternal life that is found in Jesus. And um, I find that as my anchor to get through things. And I think it being encouraging to people in that way and to to steer them towards um, Christ and not just us and our kindness and our words, but steering mm. them to the rock that never that never falters, the, the one that we can find refuge in, that huge fortress of a mm. God that we can find safety. And um, yeah, that, that promise is it, of knowing who God is, is uh, definitely the way to go. Yeah. And I guess like sometimes we think we have to be strong. Uh, I think as leaders, I think we think we have to have all the answers and we need to have that strength. That, that's a great reminder though, that even our, even our strength, that's such a dumb thing to say, mm-hmm. but is in Jesus who is our rock and our anchor. I mean, I feel just encouraged saying that out loud. Uh, yeah, because we all we all kind of, you know, no matter how short or long we've been following Jesus, we sometimes just need that reminder, don't we, that he is our rock and he is our anchor. And maybe that's what we can demonstrate to our neighbors right now, is that that steadfastness that um, we have because of him, it can, that can be like a light uh to others around us um it's interesting what do you like this crisis you know one way to think about it is to think about all the possibilities it creates rather than all the things it takes away from us so what do you think what does this crisis really make possible for your church for Southridge well my biggest thing and I one of my recent podcasts uh, blog post that I posted was talking about the end of Sunday centric church. I think that that's that, uh, that idea that I think it's too many people consume on Sunday morning um, and they get it, they fit it into their schedule and they don't think of it more as uh, church is us, the people, and we, we are the people, we are the church. And this has shown that we don't need to have a Sunday gathering in person to make church happen. Um, COVID-19 cannot kill the, the church. It isn't, the church isn't the Sunday service, it's the people. And so um, I think it has decreased, decreased that instil- institutionalization of church and put it back into the hands and feet of, of the people who are the hands and feet and left index toe and all those of, of the body of Christ. Like we are the body. And um, I hope that the change will happen um, that, that people will become more relational that way with each other and realize mm-hmm. their importance. Uh, one of the things that that I, I started seeing is some people didn't want to join in, into video chats on on their community groups. And I think still there's people that are thinking that if I don't get something out of even our community group, then I don't need to go. Right. And I think that if they, if they realize that if by them not going, other people are missing out on them, um, and their gifts and their strengths and their weaknesses and things that, that they bring when they're there. If you're not there, then you're not going to be influencing 
Um, and we forget about the influence that we have on others. And I think encouraging people to, to see that, to say it's not about you and that and, and what you get out of it. Because if it's that, there's going to be a time where you're not going to get anything out of your messages or the worship or whatever, you, whatever they think, that they, it isn't for them that the church isn't for them, it's for the body to be together. So I think those things are, I hope that there's some change in that and that people start to see that. Yeah, that's, that's a definite, that's a definite struggle for people, I think, right, is sometimes when you're inward focus, like when you're always, that's the isolation thing, right, when you're always by yourself, it can actually be harder to get to be outward. I mean, I, we had a community group last night and I did not want to go. I was like, had been kind of in, in my own head for the weekend. And so I kind of, kind of get that. Right. And, but then you go and you're like, okay, I actually, I actually needed to be with other people to get my, get myself out of my head. Right. <laughs> so well, I, and I, and I think that the, your prayer that for one of the, the one girl in our group that you prayed for last night was exactly the reason why she needed encouragement. She's living with, uh, her husband, who's not a believer, she is the light to that. Yeah. I think that the prayer that you prayed over her was so important. Um, yeah. And maybe carry her, carries her on for this next little bit that you don't even know the impact that that's going to have. So again, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and you being there, yes. maybe, not, maybe not for yourself, but you for her, right. even that alone was enough and was yeah. really good for sure. It's interesting uh when i was reading your one of your blog posts i can't remember which one it was but it was uh you shared this first galatians 6 uh 9 and 10 and it just makes me think of this conversation but it says let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up therefore as we have opportunity let us do good to all people especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And uh, I think that's something we need to remember is not to we be weary to doing good. And I just think of that just tiny little example of praying for someone who is a believer could actually help them um, to be missional in their family or with their own friends. So when we care for each other, it helps us to be missionaries in our community. I don't know, any thoughts about that verse or? Yeah, I, uh, I, I what struck me in that verse is that, um, it is that especially those to the family of believers, and I was like, okay, yeah, sure. But what, what got me was that it's do good to all people, you know, and do yeah. good for all people. And I think that is the light of Christ shining through us. Um, we have something that some people couldn't even imagine what life could be like with that sense of ease and comfort, knowing that Christ is with us. Uh, yeah. We have, what we have is, is so incredible. And, um, and otherworldly really, because this world is, is fearful, this world, it says do it on your own, this world says build it on your own strength. This world is saying to us that <clears throat> we need to succeed on our own, um, mm -hmm. all for us uh, and our happiness. And, uh, and for, for us as believers, it's, it's about worshiping God and, and carrying out his commands and, and being the, an ambassador for, for Christ and uh, being an example to others. And that means we need to live up to that example yeah. and, and be good examples so that we can. And I think one of the ways we can do that is through being, doing good to all people and like in numbers. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, it's interesting because in our community group, we actually have a couple people who, you know, are fairly new, new believers. And one of the things that always they talk about all the time 
uh, is just how the the peace they have in their life because of Christ that they you know they really remember when they didn't have that peace in their life and I just think that some that's a something that should motivate us to share with share that with others mm-hmm. um, yeah uh, so I mean one of the things I appreciate so much about you Wes is that missionary mindset and you have a you do you have a special ability to help people cross like people who are just thinking about Christ and wrestling with it you have the special ability to help them cross over into into faith um and so i really admire about you i think it's a gift that that god has given you and so i just want to encourage you to keep on keep on with that i wonder do you can you share a story with us just to encourage us about how maybe you've seen god i'm putting you on the spot with this how you've seen god working um through you in that way or yeah i'll just share one personal thing you know yeah back when i was a youth pastor i would use facebook quite a bit lately i have been but but uh but i used it for youth ministry and one of the things i saw today in my memories was was three people that accepted christ um today you know and just to praise jesus for this and and named them by name and i don't know how appropriate that is to do that but i was so happy and so excited because i guess a number of years ago on april 27th when we're recording this you know like that's this so is, awesome this is uh this three people accepted Christ, three teenagers but one of the things was that that i the stories this this other story i think is pretty cool we we're doing this um this uh membership partnership class and two of the guys that i've been really involved in ricky and uh and Christoph, um, they, we, in the end, the end of, we started talking, just everybody else left the meeting and then talking and then uh, on this video chat and they they started chatting to each other and sharing their testimonies. And it was crazy to see. And I hate talking about myself this way, but it was really impactful for me that, and encouraging that they both had me in their lives as part of their faith story. Ricky, Mm -hmm. uh, I helped him lead him to Christ and um, and he did it on his own, but I pr- prayed with him lots and tried to get him close to that. And then Christoph as well. We, um, he just was a brand new believer and just discipling him all the last fall and into throughout the winter. Yeah. Uh, it's been really cool. And to hear them talking and getting to know each other, even though they didn't know each other before, I uh, yeah. didn't know each other from Sunday morning gatherings at all. It was, it was really cool to be a fly on the wall. That's pretty cool. That's like one of those God orchestrated kind of moments Mm -hmm. very cool um one of our values as fellowship pacific that we have is kingdom impact that's one of our big values and one of our goals is really to see every church having someone to come to christ every year uh which is a pretty awesome goal and you know for obvious reasons, that's something we yeah. hope for all of our churches uh, to see people coming to Christ every year. So I wonder just to kind of cap things off, how would you like to encourage our churches? If you could, you know, say anything to them to encourage them, how, how would you like to encourage them right now? Yeah, I, I'm very passionate about this question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, because I really believe in what the fellowship is doing. Um, and the opportunity to share anything is is completely humbling. But yeah. I think this idea of focusing on church being 24-7 and not mm-hmm. Sunday-centric, there's so much more. Uh, you know, a voice on a Sunday for a message 
um, you know, if you're a lead pastor out there or someone who preaches often, that's one yeah. voice. I found that I've got so many voices um, that are able to reach people uh, through through personal conversations, through blogging, through other other means, social media, and other things. There's there's a gaining a voice is a very um, precious thing to be able to use. Mm. Um, but the thing that that has caught me and really challenged me lately is that there are people out there that are dying to know Jesus and they are dying without knowing it's Jesus they need to know. Hmm. And I think that is, that is so, so hard to hear knowing that there's people that just don't know him and need to know him. Then they don't even realize um, what's available to them and uh, how much he loves them and how much he wants them to be with them. So I think that should probably drive us to, to, uh, to thinking, okay, we got to, we have to do something. We have to, to go round trip on this conversation to be one life at a time to be mm. to be kind of okay here's another life how how can we help them how can how, what what's their next step in their walk with christ whether they know mm. christ or not um so to be that to show love to show grace to show mercy to be the light of the world because the city on a hill cannot be hidden mm. um, especially in these dark and tired times hmm. yeah it's true well, thanks so much for being here, Wes. I think, uh, I mean, a big thing I'm going to take from our conversation is it's a new thought that we now have this commonality um, that we can share with people. And I think if we step in intentionally uh, to encourage and be that light, our, you know, ourselves, our churches can really make a difference during this time. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's a privilege um, to be here. Have a great day, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Bye, Elizabeth. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. At the Fellowship Pacific Ministry Center, our team is committed to serving our churches. To find out more about the resources we have available and how we can support you, visit www.fedpacific.ca.